This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. When you're checking out at the supermarket, the cashier may ask if you would like to include an extra dollar for a charity. Or your credit card company may offer to donate a certain percentage of each purchase to a good cause. Firms often run philanthropic campaigns like these in hopes of increasing customer loyalty and purchases. But does it always pay off? Wharton's Sergei Netesin and two other researchers examined the effectiveness of charity link promotions by looking at them in the context of an online ride-hailing service. Their paper is titled, Philanthropic Campaigns and Customer Behavior, Field Experiments on an Online Taxi Booking Platform. Sergey is here today to talk about what his team found. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. What's the business case behind offering these kinds of philanthropic campaigns? What are companies hoping to achieve? Well, typically, um, there is uh, certainly some proportion of customers who are just attracted to charitable causes. And uh, and companies uh, try to capitalize on that and make it look like their goals are aligned with some kind of a noble, charitable, philanthropic cause. And, and so as a result, there is a number of those philanthropic campaigns. For example, there was a famous one in 1983 when American Express donated uh, money for restoration of Statue of Liberty. Uh, more recent examples would be Dunkin' Donuts and Special Olympics and, and Haynes and Salvation Army. Um, so the hope is just to appeal to those uh, uh, philanthropically-minded customers and hopefully make them bigger users of your service. Your paper indicates that the overall size of charitable giving involving these initiatives has grown from just $100 million in 1990 to almost $2 billion in 2015, and that amount's probably only going to increase. Uh, so while this seems to be working out really well for the charities receiving the funds, what what is the cost to companies? Is it expensive to implement these campaigns? So our paper definitely shows that it's very expensive to uh, implement those campaigns. And uh, we uh, looked at the cost of the campaign, which for this particular company is in giving free rides or giving discounted rides. Uh, versus the extra benefits that you get from it. And, of course, the company is hoping that maybe customers will be using its services more in a short term and also in a long term. And this is just not something we found. We found that uh, people tend to just use the discount, which is currently offered, uh, take a ride using this discount, but it doesn't really change behavior in a long term or a short term. So... Uh, the the cost is fully borne by the company, and the extra revenue uh, that the company gets, which is a small percentage of the fare, uh, does not seem to justify what they're doing. So you worked with a leading online taxi booking service in Asia to conduct your experiment. What kinds of promotions did you test? What did you find? So we tried a few things. We ran three experiments with them, and the nice thing with um, um, taxi hailing or ride hailing service is that Uh, People really use it often, Um, and so um, if you send them push notifications, SMSs, uh, they they do respond to those promotions. So what we did, we sent them several promotions. Uh, Some were simply uh, take a ride now within the next five days, and you'll get $5 off. 
versus take a ride now and we will contribute on your behalf $5 towards uh, Nepal earthquake relief. And that was a, a good cause at the time because Nepal earthquake just happened. So it was on everyone's minds in uh, in Asia. And then we tried also something a little bit more um, neutral. Uh, we tried sending them messages um, about contributing to Red Cross rather than contributing to relief in a particular country. So in those situations where a customer may have gone for the promotion, did it increase subsequent purchases or customer loyalty as these companies would hope that it would do? Uh, No, not at all. So we saw that people did react to those promotions. Uh, The uptake on these promotions was um, pretty small, um, I would say. So if you offer customers just a, a cash reduction of their fare, uh, take up was anywhere between four and fifteen percent, uh, which is pretty low. But when we talk about uh, charitable promotions, it was uh, five to ten, ten times lower. So it was one to three percent. Uh, so it looked like people are not very charitable, to say the least. <laughs> um, you talk a lot in the, about in the paper about your method in studying this. So what is the importance of doing this, say, as a field experiment versus doing something in a laboratory? Uh, So definitely lots of studies before us addressed very similar issues in a lab. And in a lab, what you can do, you can offer subjects um, a certain promotion and ask them to pick between uh, monetary, purely kind of a cash uh, discount uh, versus uh, some kind of a charitable cause. And you can ask them which one they would take. Now, uh, this is not going to tell you anything about subsequent usage uh, of those uh, services, right? And this is what companies care about. They hope that if you think they're more charitable, if you think that their brand is somehow associated with philanthropic causes, maybe in the long run, their service is going to be used more. Um, and in a lab, that's just uh, pretty much impossible uh, to replicate, other than just simply asking people, would you use it more later on, right? But that's that's really not a very, very, not a very good indicator of uh, how the service would be used. Um, so that's the advantage uh, of a field experiment where we could control uh, for uh, long-term kind of riding implications. Mm. And uh, we could also carefully screen customers because some people are just more um, uh, using promotions more often or less often. And, and we could see uh, how active riders and non-active riders use promotions because, you know, some people just never use promotions. Other, others uh, use promotions all the time. Some people ride a lot and some people don't ride a lot. And, and none of that is relevant in the laboratory. Um, so in that sense, we had a much more detailed data, which allowed us to observe what people actually do in a real world situation. Right. Companies are likely going to continue offering these charity link promotions, especially this time of year, right, in search of that warm glow that they want to get with customers. Uh, Given what you found in your study, uh, what would you suggest they do to make these campaigns more effective for them? Um, So what we found um, in the paper is that uh, when you give people, for example, $10 off versus $1 off, they react more strongly. Maybe not 10 times more strongly, but maybe five times more strongly. So take up uh, on on bigger amounts really increases. But when you tell them, um, we're going to contribute $1 to Nepal relief versus $10 to Nepal relief, there is almost no difference. 
Um, so it looks like there is, as, as you said, there is this kind of a warm glow effect. So uh, as long as I contributed something, I feel like I'm charitable. I feel like I'm philanthropic. So if you really want to engage more customers in using these promotions, I would say there is no point in giving big amounts because uh, people engage equally with big amounts and small amounts. And it's actually much, much cheaper for the company to give small amounts of promotions, right? Because it's cheaper. So that might not be a good um, message for the for the charities, right? But if the goal is to ramp up wider um, population of consumers, uh, then small amounts might be the way to go. So that's kind of one implication that we had. Um, one uh, interesting observation that we made is that um, this space of uh, advertising through uh, push notifications, through mobile messages, SMSs, is really, really crowded for ride-hailing platforms. And, and I'm sure you can relate. If you ride you know, Uber or Lyft, they keep throwing incentives at yes. you and, and also at drivers, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we saw that, um, according to our estimations, as I mentioned, um, th- this really does not pay off. So take up is, uh, is, is pretty small, but more importantly, it costs a lot of money to run those promotions. And uh, there is really no uh, sufficient benefit to justify them. So I would try to carefully reconsider um, how those um, advertising campaigns are run and try to measure real kind of a, a feedback on them, a real uh, increase in customer base. And there is an important caveat in our study. We really uh, looked only at promotions to existing customers. Mm-hmm. So uh, here we see that this uh, neither philanthropic nor cash campaigns really work. Uh, so maybe there is something to be said about studying similar campaigns, but targeted at new customers. Mm-hmm. And that we could not do because, you know, we don't have phones of, of customers who are not currently working right. with the company, right? Who are not current customers. Right, right. So these are some of the implications. Great. Well, if you could design or if you're already planning the next experiment, looking at this problem, what would it be? I think the important consideration in this setting is, of course, competition. And one data point that we did not have and which is very hard to get is what other ride-hailing platforms are doing, right? So, you know, uh, everywhere where there is Uber, almost everywhere there is Lyft, and then there are local taxis, and, you know, all of them advertise and so on. Um, So it would be interesting if um, there are any kind of a competitive dynamics, uh, people, uh, for example, switching rides from one platform to another, because most of us have two, three, four apps installed on our phones, and we tend to use whatever is cheaper, whatever is available at the moment. And, uh, of course, it's incredibly difficult to get data even on one platform. Two platforms, almost impossible, especially if they're competitors. That would be uh, my dream scenario, to to see how competitors uh, react to those advertising messages and how customers trade off um, kind of prices and promotions across different platforms. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Sergey. Thank you. Yeah, Thank look- you for having me. Thank you. And uh, if you like what you heard, you can check out more research on knowledge.warden.upenn.edu. And you can also find us on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you do find us there, please be sure to leave us a review. Thanks. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.warden.upenn.edu. Thank you.